You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? And I was I was having the same thought as he asked me of like why the fuck isn't it red? <laughs> oh yeah, he immediately messages me like why is it blue, dude? Like, I don't I don't have an answer for that. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, according to Screen Rant, the replica is based on the specialized blue batterings featured briefly in one-off adventures. Mm. That must have been in comics or... So let or me ask my, you, when it, it comes to collecting, because you, you both would know, does yeah. one, is it, it can't be any easier, I guess, to, to make it blue than to make it red. Uh, I, I, I bet it is. I had that thought, too. I bet it is cheaper. And then the other the other thought to that would be: Are they doing that to make it like a rare thing? Because also had that thought because it's obscure, so it might be worth more. Or a chase variant. Sometimes I'll do a weird one every yeah. tenth one in a shipping order to yeah. make it a chase. No, but the more I, I also thought about it last night, and I was thinking, I bet he had ones that were like electrified or something that he actually lit up because mm-hmm. his were just pop outs i don't think they were yeah uh, they weren't glowing they weren't lit up he could throw them in the dark and shit gotcha right so i wonder if he had an electric set and that's what this is a replica of okay. or he had some like ice batterings for ink yeah fair enough yeah. but i love I batman mean, beyond so i was yeah super me too stoked. man yeah we exchanged battering pictures last night at like fucking 1 a.m <laughs> Awesome. Oh send me that send me that rang baby that's awesome hell yeah now we gotta both gotta find the animated series ones oh yeah um they have they have the animated series ones yeah or no maybe it's the grapnel oh, i got that the animated series grapnel shooter oh dang i thought you had the batman 89 one. Oh no i wish Okay. Well, we're reversed. I wish I had the animated series stuff. Yeah, I think Mike- the animated series one is, is cooler. Mike- Michael is- Keaton's my my Mr. Mom, not my Bruce Wayne, you know? <laughs> He's not your Beetlejuice? He- He's definitely more my Beetlejuice. I don't even connect Beetlejuice with him. Is that weird? Mm. Do you connect it with the cartoon? No, I was just so young and he's in such good makeup and sticking in that character so much in that movie that it like was, it's never yeah. crossed my mind really when I try to think of my Michael Keaton vehicles, even though I intellectually know it's him. I liked them in right. Gung Ho. That was a fun ah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Multiplicity? Oh, yeah. I, watched, I watched that recently. That's a good movie. Yeah, that wasn't too bad at all. That was kind of funny. He, pretty heartwarming, you know? Yeah. He had a run of pretty decent movies. I feel that, you know, he I don't know. He didn't get canceled or anything. Did, did he come out with comments? Like, I mean, I guess no. he's, he's in stuff, but he just stays very off the grid, doesn't he? Well, and I, I mean, like, his career was a fluke. <laughs> like, it, he's not a he's not a trained actor. No, Harrison Ford's career is a fluke. Harrison Ford, though, was an actor who was just unsuccessful. Michael Keaton's a really decent stand-up who one day Tim Burton was like, I'm going to make a funny man Batman. 
And then <laughs> he was serious. And then he did a bunch yeah. of serious stuff. Well, yeah. And then he was a box office hit back when that dictated everything. And then they put him in a bunch of shit. And then I think eventually yeah. enough directors were like, that guy can't fucking act. Oh, he was he, in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He played a role. Yeah. But I think, I think he, yeah, I think he leaned into being more of a character actor. Yeah. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Night Shift. I saw that movie. That was, I guess, his maybe his first uh, movie, it looks like. Or not his first movie, but maybe his first, like, leading. Yeah, I think it is. Him I and Night Sh- Yeah, Night Shift was his first, like, big paycheck, I think. Good for what about uh, Johnny Dangerously? My mother touched me once. Once. Yeah, it's a good movie. Gung Ho, The Squeeze. She's having no, no, no. Beetlejuice, Clean and Sober. That was a series. The Dream Team. That is, I don't know if you've heard of that movie or seen that movie. No. You should check out The Dream Team. It's got Peter Boyle, who was Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. I know about the greatest pothead in the history of Hollywood. Christopher Lloyd and Stephen First from Animal House. Okay, yeah. He was Flounder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're mental patients that go on a field trip to New York City. And oh, I don't remember dude. what's going on, but it is it is fucking funny. I'm sold. They met, oh, what is this? I'm, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, people never talk about it, but fucking Boyle smoked more weed than any man alive. Oh, he's great. I've always liked Peter Boyle. He's, by all accounts, from other giant potheads, the biggest pothead that's ever walked the fucking planet. What? So how did he that, pretend to be so mad on everybody loves Raymond all the time? Frank, oh, that's dude, right. uh, Brad Garrett talking about how funny it is to him to rewatch everybody loves Raymond and see progressively how the show was edited or shot because you can tell how much more fucking stone Boyle is by the end of the shooting day because no. his eyes are fucking pink and then after he said that i watched a couple episodes and it is there'll be like one shot an exterior shot with him and the family and he looks pretty on point and there'll be one later and it's like his eyes are bleeding yeah i remember that ray ray didn't like we would smoke on set no nobody that like he was mad that they were mad that he'd smell like pot around the kids and he was like hey, i don't give a fuck what are, what are you gonna do fire me uh yeah well, yeah I, i'm i'm you're back i'm backing it up or looking it up at to you're you're seem to be correct yeah he's he's renowned you as like, correct sir. like a blatant pothead back when it wasn't cool <laughs> like like he'd smoke pot in front of mel brooks back when other people had the decency to go to their trailer <laughs> you're telling me that he used to just blow rings right in mel brooks's face tommy chong said he smoked him under a table in a podcast interview i listened to he was like, uh, my favorite person to get high with was Peter Boyle. You might know him as the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I fucking know. Come on now. I know him from Young Frankenstein. Or he was, uh, he was uh, in Where the Buffalo Roam. Oh. Yeah, as the, as the uh, doctor. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He, was, uh, he was, uh, uh, what's his name? Hunter S. Thompson's lawyer. Yeah, that famous Latino lawyer. Yeah, he played uh, <laughs> the same role that Benicio played in... Uh, Fear and loathing. Fear and loathing. That guy is still missing without a trace. Benicio del Toro. I saw him in a few movies. <laughs> no, the the lawyer. The, oh, the, the actual lawyer. The civil rights activist that Hunter piled around with, who was also insane. How did he get killed? Probably, but we don't know. He's never been found. Drugs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> Drugs are a hell of a drug. Yeah. He was doing big shit though. He's like the yeah. biggest civil rights attorney for Latinos ever. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, like, pushed legislation through that, like, really helped out Latinos in California back in the day. 
Hmm. I don't remember what was his uh what was Hunter's now uh Dr. Gonzo. Yep. No, he went by Dr. Gonzo. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's tough. It is bad country. I'll tell you what though, when I watch that movie uh for the first time, actually every time I watch that movie, it is definitely one of the best representations of doing drugs, drugs at least yeah. the ones that I've done. Uh because watching the carpet fucking move and the at the when he's tripping on acid and yeah. you go into the casino and the carpet's moving like that, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's the most accurate because usually they make weed look like mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. and acid just, and blown. acid's just like a montaging fuck off usually. Yeah, I. Um, I was gonna say I I tried to find that spinning bar in the circus circus. <laughs> From the movie, but I don't think they have it. Anymore. They do. They don't open it all the time. Uh, they don't want fucks like me to be like, it's the thing from the thing. Let's go do acid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess the hydraulic pump that spins it or controls it is really expensive to service. So they only open it when they're actually having functions at the hotel. So that makes um, sense. It's open as like a photo opportunity. Did you need to have a suitcase full of uppers, downers, lappers, screamers, <laughs> shell taker full of full of cocaine? <laughs> the best the best thing he ever did was the uh the eulogy he left for fucking Jack Kerouac. He, have you guys heard that shit? No. no. He writes, everybody's saying the nicest shit about Jack, and Hunter gets on stage and writes, uh, <laughs> re- reads a poem he wrote about how Jack hit a dog with his car once. <laughs> Three dogs went into the night. None came back. Two died from the cold. One died of Jack Kerouac. That bastard hit him with a car. He ran dogs down in his car. And and then they like hear people ushering him off stage. It's beautiful. <laughs> God, you gotta love it. You gotta love that people like that. So he he probably would have been, I don't know, would he have been considered on the spectrum if they I had think that? So I think he just did a lot of drugs. Yeah, I think Ginsburg was probably on the spectrum. William William Carlos Williams was probably a little bit different. Burroughs had something wrong with him. I doubt it was autism. I mean, that dude straight up murdered his wife and got away with it because he decided he was gay, which is amazing. So I I think he was able to plan things and think about societal impacts more than yeah. a normal person on the spectrum. But uh, Hunter Hunter was maniacal, man. He he was thinking so fast and manap- manipulating people's personalities so well when he was young that I would be blown away if he was on the spectrum. Mm. I mean, he lied his way into newspaper jobs. He never got a degree until they started giving him honorary ones. That's Hunter, the way to do it. Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah. Have you oh, ever read The Rum Diaries? No. Well, The Rum Diaries is a pretty true story. And basically, when Cuba started to go to shit, a lot of people decided that they were going to make Puerto Rico the new Cuba, like mm. a gambling vacation destination for rich Americans. Yeah. Because Cuba was also very similar to Vegas the way we were using it before the embargo and then uh so puerto rico was this big development and hunter s thompson had just gotten out of the military and he lied his ass off and applied for this newspaper job and got it moved to puerto rico and became hunter overnight interesting yeah good for him yeah and he killed himself in colorado so you know we got that going for us yeah i've got one of his real shirts in my closet what for real yep i got his orange and white polka dot white stag shirt cool <laughs> me and my cousin went up to the uh the farm like a little while after sale <laughs> no it's this just his ex-wife the younger one forget her name now <laughs> she was really nice to us because we were just driving by to see the property and check it out we got out of the car 
car we're taking pictures and she just happened to be down i don't know if she was grabbing mail or running an errand or something and she saw us and was like would you guys like to see it what, and now the she mur- the murder scene like a scene where he killed himself <laughs> what are you talking about no i mean like she she lived there she just meant like the property in his room oh. and stuff and now she opens it up to like independent writers and stuff you can go like josiah hesse stayed there for two weeks really for free yeah she'll just host young writers that's something she does that's interesting because she said she said for life so she likes to help out other people no good for good for her and good for us because that's where that's where genius happened yeah it has to be enabled yeah and she was just like i want all of his clothes gone i hate the smell of them and it reminds me of them would you guys like to maybe take a shirt or a pair of slacks but let's let's talk so about me and, me and my cousin both grabbed a dress shirt out of, out of her little pile that's fucking awesome that is hey, awesome so let me you ask feel... you something did you oh go ahead no go ahead man. no 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 you you were you were, i was shifting it elsewhere you were you were continuing oh, i was just gonna say do you feel the spirit of hunter s thompson flowing through you when you wear that shirt yeah good question <laughs> i never wear it it's like I'd feel bad if I busted a seam or it wore out anyway, because it's an old one. It's a white stag from like 1972 to 73, because they were they were a uh, they made clothing for snow skiing that looked like dress clothes. You should oh. wear it to a party. It yeah, it's also made out of like plastic from the 70s, so that you can snow, snow ski in it. So I would be a sweaty fest. It's just it's just the like out of the shirts that were there, that one, and then my cousin got a green one. But I don't do green on anything but Ninja Turtles. Uh, it was the one that looked the most like something he would wear, and the shit I'd seen. Everything else was kind of like a solid colored golf shirt, five button golf shirts that he'd wear around the house anytime you see interviews with him. That kind of shit. Mm. I also have Ginsburg's prayer flex, which fucking I need to figure out how to will to the Smithsonian when I die, but they're stolen. So I don't create an estate, put things into the estate, and then uh, the estate could go over to the Smithsonian or whatever it is. You know, depending I got to be past the I got to be past the statute of limitations for grand theft anyway. It's been like 15 years. Yeah. You want me to edit this out? <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck who our fans going to tell. What cop's uh, going to follow up a lead on Ginsburg? How are they going to con- confirm I have the real genuine item to arrest? They'd be fucked. Um, did you read any of those, uh, either of those authors? Like, have you read Thompson or, or Kerouac? Oh, everything they've written. Really? So you're a big yeah. fan of Jack Kerouac? Yeah, I think Jack Kerouac's the motherfucking man. All right. I read, I mean, I read On the Road, late in the On the night. Road's. On the Road's probably his worst work. Yeah. It was it was just the one that people... Well, it was the one that hippies bastardized into working for them. Because yeah. they totally dropped the part where they had jobs everywhere they went and worked their asses off and would immediately get domiciles. And when they stole a car, they'd return it because they were different, but they still, like participation in capitalism very fiercely but, so yeah so this is so this is my question it's not even necessarily about their writing or their their style uh maybe a little bit of their style but it's it's the way they live their lives right yeah and then when they write about it or write through it yep and i don't know i just it didn't it didn't really connect with me and i wonder if it's because i read it late in life after hearing all the hype for so long and I'm not saying it was bad, but I wouldn't say that at all. It's just, I was like, all right, that's well, what it was. And not to assume anything, but you also grew up on the East Coast. And like, how much how much of your teenage years were spent in cars with your friends? 
I mean, a good amount. You guys traveled a lot? Uh, well, I mean, you know, living in, in New York, depending on where yeah. you're going, you gotta. Yeah, but I mean, you were you were going on road trips and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. I think as long as you were doing crazy shit like that as a youngster, it would appeal to you. Also, they were my age for most of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your age now? Yeah, when Jack was right, he was my age when he wrote that book about being 22, 20, 23. Ginsburg was really young when he published all of his shit. But Jack was Jack wrote a novel and was a failed author as John Kerouac and then started doing what he wanted on drugs. But I, I'm I'm also kind of particular about my my American greats or even my my greats. You know, like I'm not a big Hemingway fan. He just doesn't yeah, do it for me. I'm not a big Hemingway fan either. Um, so there are just some authors, I suppose, where Chuck I'm not. Chucky Chuck Bukowski. You know, and I haven't really read, uh, oh, but I've post, seen movies. Post Office ripped so hard. Yeah. Yeah, but they all the movies they make about him are like the the they always do Barfly or I saw Barfly and I've seen obviously uh Ham on Rye. Oh no, oh no, yeah. What's the oh no, I'm thinking of somebody else for a second there. Alan I, I read I read Bukowski, I read Ham on Rye. Yeah, Ham on Rye rocks. Yeah. Yeah, man. And the post office is even better. That's like But these people one, were just they were they were kind of shitty people, but there was something about their spirit that was necessary yeah and i i mean ginsburg was a real dick bag cassidy was a piece of shit but kerouac but they did they inspired Car- yeah but kerouac ken kesey like a handful of them were pretty solid dudes that's how like the wheels stayed on the bus but burroughs and fucking ginsburg are fucking terrible terrible monsters hmm. ginsburg ginsburg was a real real monster greg proops told me some stories about ginsburg that like shattered anything left i had of respect for him past but i will say like the only reason we have true freedom of speech is ginsburg was insane and went to court and fought fucking censorship when he was 17 and finally won yeah that's what i'm saying like they, their spirit was necessary yeah they were insane and they it was an amazing it's amazing that they all met each other that week mm-hmm or maybe it was, you know, meant to be. Yeah, but I mean, it was them. It was all the bop artists at Birdland. I mean, Dizzy Gillespie had an album named Jack Kerouac like 10 years before Jack published anything because he thought his name was the coolest thing he'd ever heard. Uh-huh. Uh, like the, the the group of minds that met at Birdland in 40, 48, 49 was fucking bananas. And the fact that they all sat down at that table and decided like, hey, we should change literature and not like, that's the same thing as why it's wild that like, yeah, Mary Shelley just sat down one night at a party and was like, I'm going to write Frankenstein because we're having a competition. I'm going to write the scariest shit. And it's hard to imagine what it was like because that's after World War II, after the most, you know, the, the biggest atrocity committed on, on the planet, um, people coming home, things changing, and then the Red Scare. Yeah, and Life they all served America. except they all served except Ginsburg. Ginsburg, right, right. That makes sense. <coughs> all right, well, what are we what are, what are we what else are we talking about? Let's say we started this episode 247 of the broadcast geeks. I am Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Mitch Jones. What's up? Midnight, Mitch Jones. Yeah, Midnight sorry, I forgot Rider. that part. Drop your moniker. You need to insert that in, like uh, Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> Midnight, Mitch Jones. We already used that, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just kind of tuned out for a sec because I don't read a lot of books. <laughs> I don't. You want to talk 
You want to talk about Go Dog Go? How, how many books were written next door to Too Much Fun? High on Benzedrine in a, in a day, two days. Not many. I don't know. Here's here's my bookshelf. <laughs> Behind well, the got, paint. Is that a Juggalo book? It's the autobiography of the Insane Clown Posse. Mm. Dude, it took my brain so long to put together the face of that image. <laughs> You know, I agree. Now I see it. Now, yeah, it took me a minute. That one's faster. The other side was tricky. I would concur. Yeah, and here's the other book. Nice. Have you read uh, it? I'm very slowly getting through it. Yeah. My co, I running my, my life, coworker. Right? That's the name of the book. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't have running, a visual yet. Samtalent.com, running the light. You can also get the audio book that I edited at Audible. Ooh. My coworker who works with me, I guess that would be a coworker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he just got the he just got the book, uh, the audio book, because he I mentioned my uh, friend wrote a book. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, tell him I'm very. Uh, I did the best I could with you know 14 people sending me different tracks recorded at different audio qualities in different places. Well, I definitely gave him that disclaimer before he got the audio book. I need good. to buy the it, audio book. And that that being said. I think Sam's good friend also helped out a lot uh, and did a couple of the tracks because I got COVID while we were finishing it up. So I think between the two of us, we pretty much nailed it. It's just uh, Jackie Cation's chapter. Sounds like she's in a bathroom. We did, I don't know, 30 hours of audio work on that one chapter between the two of us. And that's as clean as we can get it, folks. Also, Mark Norman can't read Inside Secret. It's not on the website, is it? I can't find the audio. On Audible? Oh, on Audible. I went to samtalent.com. No, Audible bought the rights to the audiobook. Ooh, good for him. Yeah, he's also doing a short story series for him, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. He's writing a second book right now, too. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I can't read the book because I listen to every chapter 35 times. And so when I start seeing the words in, in order, like I go into this weird trance where I just want to go to sleep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Audio editing. Uh, it's hard, man. Uh, especially when it's reading and you weren't in the room to take time notes. So you have to listen and then you edit out somebody's take and then they redo the whole sentence, you know, 45 seconds later. So it, I don't know, it'd take, it was insane amounts of time to edit. If I could ever do an audiobook again, my one requirement would be that I was there while they recorded. Does does he get did he get paid does he get um proceeds from sales on audible or did they buy it they bought it i believe so hopefully he got paid fairly well uh that and it kind of worked into the other stuff he's doing with audio audible that i think he gets paid for on a uh different basis Mm. and the book's still separate so he's got the majority of it's that Ooh, this person didn't scott reeser uh titled don't let comedians do a voice actor's job dun 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 the book oh, itself is fantastic, but what a terrible decision to get a bunch of comedians to narrate this book. And then he goes off on Burt Kreischer and Tim Dillon. Maybe he just hates <laughs> Burt Kreischer. <laughs> Bitchy, he works for the t-shirt industry. I mean, I will I say- read the entire book as the Joker? No, there's a lot of good good reviews. It's gotten really good stars. I mean, I want to get this. I'm going to get this book. Yeah, I think it's really- a cool way to do an audiobook but you end up kind of having to listen to it a chapter at a time because if you listen to it straight through i think the voices being different is a little bit more jarring than if you give it a little bit like if you listen to a chapter on your way to work and a chapter on the way home i think that'd be more pleasant to your brain than if you sat down and listened to half of it hmm. but i don't know i'm jaded from listening to it over and over and over and over 
That's fair. Over and over and over and over. But I love it. Mark Marin kills it. You know who I think is like the most amazing reader I've ever heard? Adam Caden Hollins is one fucking take. Hmm. There, I that he takes one break because his baby started crying and he thought it was on mic and it wasn't. So he goes to like move things around so that he can come back. That's the only edit I had to make in Adam's whole chapter reading. Oh wow. Like he had the perfect tent, like the perfect tone, the perfect read on everything. And I think maybe he read the chapter once before. Hmm. Whereas everyone else, it was like so his was like an hour long to do a 45 minute edit. Everyone else it was like 16 hours for every fucking Wow. Well, you know, he's a professional. He rocked. He was a journalist, so he probably had to read a lot. You know, he probably yeah. got a lot out loud. He kicked fucking ass. Uh, Hire that guy to read your book. Here's something from Sam Attaboy. It's okay. a series. It's an Audible original series by Sam Talent. Yeah, that's the, the the short series he's doing for him. I think there are a bunch of short stories that from all... Sam Talent, author of the hit indie novel, Running the Light, which yeah, Mark Marin calls a beautiful rendering of a dark reality. Comes Speaking a story of... about poverty, addiction, and bare-knuckle boxing. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. He sent some of that out in the Chubby Behemoth uh, Patreon boxes. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Good for Sam. Yeah. Speaking of Sam, guess guess who I turned on the Peacemaker and loves it? Sam, uh, Tiny Dynamite Sam? <laughs> yeah, dude, that one too, probably. But also Sammy T, love, loves oh. Peacemaker. Did you see the finale, Matt? Do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? Oh my God, yes, I saw the finale. Oh, okay. Awesome. We gotta, Holy we moly, gotta Spicoli. Dude, we got to talk about that, man. We love that. Holy... He's, like, he's like, fucking dicks. Why don't you go fuck a fish <laughs> or whatever? Oh my God. Good. Could anyone have delivered that line better than Jonathan Q. Cena? No. I don't think so. They could not have. No. No, but the fucking cameo and then having Barry make it almost canon. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's canon. <laughs> yeah, dude. How are they going to handle that in the next Aquaman movie? Well, wait a minute. Uh, does does uh, Mera count as a fish? No, I bet he's fucking fish, like grabbing fish and just, you know, you know those uh, pocket pussies? Yeah, I bet a puffer fish would make a great pocket pussy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Do you think you like, can you stay? That probably wouldn't happen. You seen that video of that monkey fucking that frog? (laughs) (laughs) I got Mitch. That's that's basically what Aquaman's doing. A tiny little fish all over the ocean. (laughs) He's getting fucking handy jays from an octopus and shit. Yeah, dude, he just does it on the movie. Just he grabs a fish, starts a jet stream so nobody can watch, and then he's just beating it into a fucking fish's face as hard as he can. I'm just imagining like octopus hand jobs, you know? Just Ooh, tentacles. That would hurt. I, I envisioned about <laughs> I envisioned about seven or eight stingrays or manta rays uh just standing behind a, an octopus just okay just ready to go yeah hey, also uh if you guys want to see my band octopus hand jobs we're playing at the marquee next <laughs> weekend <laughs> um uh, all right let's yeah, break it yeah. down then go from the well i guess we we revealed the big spoiler like so they finally get to they find the cow the the giant space creature that is creating the, the golden sap. liquid yeah. the sap what for the that? butterflies food supply yes, it would be a, a goo their sustenance yeah my goo yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when uh i knew that they were gonna fuck some shit up when the the theme song just started playing in the middle oh, of that yeah. scene oh yeah 
<laughs> they got I'm fucked thinking, up too in the battle. Yeah. I mean, hardcore. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Hardcore. Uh, hardcore. I fucking. Uh, I was so afraid that she was going to become butterflied. Oh, yeah. It started to happen. It started to happen. But it was like, well, we saw we saw when Sophie Song, Detective Sophie Song, got. Uh, what um, happened at? Butterfly. I'm really, I'm really high, and Mitch did a thing to make me laugh. He <laughs> called, he called her, he called her hardcore before he called her by his her real name because yeah. apparent, apparently certain fans think that her name, her legal name, would be hardcore. No, I, I think it was a Freudian slip. I didn't really mean to do it, but I did. She is hardcore. She, she is, is hardcore, but her name's Harcourt. Yes, I agree. Harcourt. Yeah, it's Hartcourt. No, it's not. But Hardcore. Yeah. Dude, was that butterfly like eating her tongue and shit? Because that it looks like that's what happens when the butterfly gets in your head. No, they, they start your eating. Brain. Yeah, but that one that they showed, dude, it was just ripping shit out. Oh, out yeah. of Detective Song, right? Yeah, dude, just ripping and stripping, getting ready to hot rod that body. That's fair. Yeah, dude, they're throwing a new power plant in. It's basically a hot rod. But he he kept it. He kept her. Well, it came back. He didn't even keep her. Yeah. It's just like he's got a little bit of sap left, and him him and Goff made their peace. Right before he fucks shit up. Dude, I laughed so hard when <laughs> he did activate torpedo helmet. She's just stumbling out. Torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> fucking takes off again. Oh, it's so fucking funny. It almost reminded me of it almost reminded me of the boys when they go through the whale. <laughs> yeah. Which was a fucking lot of diabolical. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah when she comes out of that out of that <coughs> thing and oh dude, I also had to pause it over laughter when she did the human torpedo and fucking missed and just decked her own ass. Like that <laughs> that fucked me up. I was dying. I was like, this dumb bitch. She's yeah. doing her best, but god damn it. <sighs> I like it. Out about ads they they all of a sudden called her ads at the end but she was like finally part of the team right that's fair yeah the uh there's a lot of great comedy in there like when they're doing the planning and they accidentally say activate anti-gravity and the one helmet flies away <laughs> did you that's say activate anti-gravity helmet no 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 yeah <laughs> There's a uh, lot of good laugh, like when Eagly goes to fucking drop the one helmet on the. It just keeps going on the bar, yeah, and then he, just goes into the forest. Yeah. Also, I, I liked how they kind of they they got rid of the physical embodiment of his dad, mm. but he's now he's kind of like a, a the voice. He's like the Dexter's. He's like Harry Morgan in Dexter, except for he's a lot more detrimental than Harry is positive okay you know what i'm saying yeah no, i believe I you i didn't finish dexter it fell off the oh, rails so well dexter you know how he always sees the apparition of his yeah. adopted father harry and he's always like you know dexter you're gonna have to kill this guy you better make sure he's a bad guy or whatever but this yeah. guy's off now we got robert patrick showing up and being like you're a fucking pussy i should have killed you when i had the chance the wrong kid died etc that's <laughs> the wrong kid died. <laughs> that was put a kid through that. Uh oh yeah. Killed your own brother. Oh, uh, that's one of the greatest movies of all time. Dewey Cox. Yep, long. <laughs> 
but yeah, that show was great. I've, I recommended it to a bunch of people, and so far it's been received uh, really well. I'm glad, man. We're getting a season two. It's very endearing. And, and, and another spinoff. What was uh, uh, Beard Dye's name again? Economos. Oh, fuck. Economos. Yeah. yeah. John Economos. And that's he's right. named after a real person. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There's some good heartfelt moments where he had to explain, like when the butterflies are like, why did the human you take over dye his beard that way? <laughs> the heartfelt moment of... It's so sad. It's so awkward, yeah. right? And then they yes. show they show uh, Peacemaker and he's just sitting there feeling bad for being that shitty person. Yeah. But what I mean, happened hey. to him when he was running? Did he just break his leg or break his ankle? When he tripped. He yeah, he tripped it. over that fence and fucking snapped his leg. Okay, I didn't see it. Like the, the visual, it was very dark on my TV. Uh, God, I laughed so hard at that show. Yeah, fucking... Uh, <laughs> I always la- I think about the line. It's like, who the fuck feeds their bird chips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All the characters were kind of likable, except for Mern. Um, he was almost like the straight man. Yeah, but he was likable still. Oh, after yeah, yeah, he yeah, found, yeah. After he found out his deal. I mean, he's likable for a short amount of time. But once you finally figure out what he's all about, you're like, oh, damn. Look at this poor little fucker. Yeah. Um, but no, I think so. What are the implications now of this? So they outed uh, Argus or whatever. And Amanda yeah, Waller. Yeah, dude. Amanda Waller. went. Hard right? in the paint on the news. Yeah, dude. So fuck shit up. What does that mean then moving forward? No more Suicide Squad movies, maybe. And I, I mean, uh, I don't two. I don't think that's true. Well, how do you what do you hmm, Amanda Waller's not gonna stop her shenanigans because she got exposed? Yeah, she's, but she's in a weird position where she can't kill the person that released the information. It's her own daughter. I mean, right. maybe she can, I don't know. Yeah, well, and the information's already out. But I mean, like, what what who's gonna stop her? She's a government agent with all the clearance in the world. Yeah. Like she's at the top of her own pile. She answers to like very few people. That's what she's there for. So just exposing it doesn't mean it'll stop. That's fair. Like, yeah, the like we know what the CIA does. Right. They still do it. They're just going in and destabilizing shit all over the world, killing motherfuckers. We know that. It's funny you mentioned that. So we're watching, uh, <coughs> we're watching Black Panther. Uh, that's nice. where we are right now. My family in the MCU, Phase Three. And we're not finished with it. Uh, Eric just took the throne. Okay. And he's like, we're going to, you know, burn all these plants. We're going to go to war, telling the council, like, shit's changed. We're doing things a new way now. And we stopped there. And I'm thinking about, you know, just those implications of, of, why his dad, uh, Killmonger's dad, Njobu, Njobu, why he, Njobu. why he was able to turn away from Wakanda and, and that, and, you know, you look at the plight of the people in this country and now they have the ability to go and affect elsewhere. But this was all set up in a rain. Like he was all created and set up by the CIA. And now yeah. you're, we're talking about, ah, sorry. It's, it's just, it's, I'm connecting it over to what I just saw. It's just, yeah. Interesting how it's coming up like that. Yeah, it's enough of a known thing that we be doing it that it's something they can throw into pop culture to make a story go smoother without a lot of explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's a common CIA. thing. It's like CIA this person's an old CIA asset or like this dude worked for Mossad and the CIA, something along those lines. And you're just like, ah, got it. Secret killer. So let's 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 talk about that. <laughs> Are they 
These people, should they be able to act with impunity? Is, is that the word I want? Where I mean, no, but I'm glad that people do. Okay. Like, cause, cause that's the other thing. I don't think many of these people are acting with impunity. I think in theory, they should be punished. That's why it's black ops. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, no there are snitches, things that no snitches. Be, there are things that need to be done, right? I mean, sometimes I think, I think like killing Gaddafi's kids to make a point is extreme. I agree. Like, like we've done some shit where like those people should have gone to trial. Nobody went to trial. I love peace and I'll kill every man, woman and children and to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to quote peacemaker. Yes. But I mean, like, honestly, I don't, you know, I don't know. It seems like a necessary thing, but it all depends on who's holding the cards and what they want to do with them. Yeah. And I don't know how I shifted to that. I was thinking about, cause my daughters, they still think in terms of like good bad needle. and good. Yeah. And you know, so you see what Killmonger did is like, Oh, so he's a bad guy. I'm like, well, yeah. Uh, he's however, an extremist. However, is, is, you know, is, is he wrong in what he's saying? Maybe his methods are wrong, but that's how he was trained. Like he was created that yeah. way. Yeah. So is he bad? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The meanest uh, burger in the world could be the meanest burger in the world. If you cook it that way. Speaking of which, we had T-bones tonight <laughs> for dinner. Man. From the cow I bought. Nice. They were. Nice. So, Mitch, what was your favorite part of that show, Peacemaker? Of the whole show or just the fucking... Um, sure. The whole, uh, like, the whole show or the whole just last episode? Sure, whichever. Like I, I'm I really into the soundtrack right now. Oh man, I've been thinking about making. Do you want to taste it to my alarm clock in the morning so I can just <laughs> jump out of bed and be like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, is it is does vigilante have powers like healing down. powers? Because yeah. that dude gets fucked up a lot, and he just seemed like when he's in the hospital in the last episode, he just slips out the window yeah that's not it is yeah he's just a bad mama jam i guess you're right because then why would it matter if his toe was gonna get cut off maybe he's just been training for you know for so long and kind of like a batman yeah there's a level of psychosis you can have that'll just help you through pain too probably yeah i don't know about healing now that'd be an interesting uh ability a little bit of extra healing i don't know it just seems like if you get you know, if you're in close proximity with a grenade or you get shot a bunch of times or you get fucking your balls zapped like a million times. To me, it seems like, uh, you know, you might have some sort of like meta human power. You might. We don't know yet. I guess. Yeah. Maybe that I mean, would be the, part of the plot of second season. The, the, the grenade, they usually don't use grenades properly in shows or movies or you mean they don't account for all the shrapnel that or that the concussive boom will just fucking kill you mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, like there's a lot of shows where the grenades close enough and somebody will like shield themselves a little bit but it it's fucks like, up yo, your insides yeah that doesn't have anything to do with how it's about to pop your heart like a pimple yeah i guess that does make sense he, his, his suit's probably like kevlar weave or some shit yeah but also like i just i think that's one of those things that certain certain people look at and they're like a grenade really and other people are just like all i've ever seen is movie grenades that adds up no. i've never once heard arnold schwarzenegger yeah but then arnold schwarzenegger also throws a fucking pipe uh through a man's chest <laughs> right that's what i mean i think that's right a little bit of just steam. i think that's a little bit of just an action show leap i don't think that's a uh, indicative of 
Vidge having powers, the grenade, and everything else like you'd live through. Probably need some healing time though. Oh yeah, but if you were training all the time and also a little nut job that was definitely somewhere on that bright, bright spectrum. Yeah. Uh, y- you know, maybe you'd be pushing through it. Also, we don't know what kind of drugs he's on. That's true. Actually, we don't. That, that kid could just be popping Dilaudid or something like fucking Pez's, and we'd have no idea. Yeah, probably getting a stim pack and fucking injecting himself. Yeah, dude. I like. I thought this. that character was a lot of fun. Dude, that character yeah. is the best Adrian Chase they've ever done. Yeah, Adrian that, that, Chase. Yep. Like from Arrow. Yeah, the vigilante. Yeah. That's right. Gotcha. Uh-huh. I yeah, didn't that put character it together till just now. That character's always sucked, and they went with the costume they gave him in the most recent comics. But the character's always been like, kind of like, oh great, this guy's so fucking serious. It's like, what if Batman sucked? <laughs> I really then, liked Vigilante in this. I thought yeah, James, he, was, he was enjoyable. I always like when they're like, oh, you're Vigilante. And he's like, what? Who, who's Vigilante? Yeah. James <laughs> Gunn saw the brilliance and like, what if I make this overly serious person overly serious, but also just autistic and weird as fuck? It works. It's, yeah. And it was, it's a smart move. He's more likable as somebody who's like, who, me? No, I don't know that guy. Who? Why would I ever know that person instead of a super serious guy that's like, why would you think I'm him? Speaking of him, mm-hmm. James Gunn just got engaged to Harcourt. Yeah, he was bragging on her arms on Kevin Smith's podcast and it sounded kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Good for them, man. Yeah. Good for him, right? Like he... Yeah, good for him. What is he doing right now? I mean, he... Uh, Peacemaker he, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and this other Holland. untitled show for DC. Oh, what's yeah. that going to be? Nobody will say, but King it's a Shark Suicide show. Squad character. Uh, you know, the problem is, is I don't really, I don't know if I like the, the Schwarzenegger King Shark. I much my, I much <coughs> prefer my, my funches. Cup the balls and work the chef. Not, I'll be back. It was sliced alone. <laughs> yeah, I said. Oh, no, we said Schwarzenegger. Eight oh, times did I? Already. Yeah, I heard <laughs> I was thinking (laughs) talking about Schwarzenegger before, so I said it. They're the same beast from different parts of the woods. Yeah, but different the different responses. That's what makes the difference. But yeah, I don't think it'd be that fun to follow that King Shark on a story because he's like a four-year-old. Yeah, I agree. You probably shouldn't have Rat Catcher and King Shark as like a buddy comedy. Maybe or Rat Catcher. And what was up with that other dude? What happened to that guy with the 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 spots? Oh, he he exploded. That's right. Yeah, but they could do a prequel. They'll let James Gunn do whatever he wants. He straight up said in the interview with Kevin Smith, he was bored at home during quarantine and wanted to do something with John Cena because he liked John Cena so much. And then he got a hold of DC and they were like, yeah, do whatever you want. This is the best. Yeah. So I think right now he's just got like a, yeah, dude, kid, you can't, you've just been making money. So go make that money. And I don't know if John Cena needed it, but this, this could be like a huge boost for him. I think it should be. He's so good in it. He is. And he covers a lot of ground emotionally and acting wise that like, I don't think he's been given any opportunities like that. He's so genuine too, and it's and it, it comes off really well as a character. Yeah. yeah, just knowing what I know about John Cena from the wrestling world. Yeah, 
Uh, he's well. First of all, he's a world record holder for most Make a Wish wishes granted. Huh. He's granted over 500 Make a Wishes by himself. Wow. Um, and yeah, just all around by all accounts, a good dude. And uh, man, did you watch that uh, nine-minute blo- uh, blooper reel that they released? <laughs> no. That's oh man, that. they released a nine-minute blooper reel for uh, Peacemaker, <laughs> and most of it's just. John Cena being like so fucking good at improv comedy. Is he just naming all kinds of people that they could have? I wish. Could have framed. But there, there's an alternate take on there where he's like, he's like fucking James Gunn, Freddie Stroma. He's like, he's like naming people off that are like in the cast as uh, in that scene. Yeah. There's also a great scene where Vigilante is explaining that to make Eagly behave and like listen to peacemaker more he needs to pee on him <laughs> and show dominance and they can't even get through it because it's just like he's just like yeah but you need to pee on him so you can <laughs> you I'm gonna watch like that right certain... after this. yeah dude it's fucking great um but so they killed the butterflies so what what do they do for the next season of this explore vigilantes uh history because maybe he's a meta <laughs> Uh, get framed by Amanda Waller for having killed off this race of peaceful aliens. Oh, they were here to help humanity, and these people aren't telling the truth about the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but why? Who assigned them to that squad in the first place? Didn't she have assigned Autobio and and Peacemaker to this squad after they pulled them out of the rubble? Right, and that paperwork exists in one place and one place only in Amanda Waller's office. So how would that be provable? Oh, that's mm. a good point. Yeah, dude, that's what I mean. She's for real, black eye. So there's not a really good way to punish her other than everybody has to just believe this girl who just came out against her mother could have any kind of motive or any kind of spin they want to put on it. Amanda Waller has the backing of the entire government and Batman. Hmm. So there was supposed to be a, a Batman. There was a Batman stunt double or double filmed, but it was edited out. Uh, there was a scene yeah, yeah. with him and Cyborg, I read. Yeah, they were supposed to show up at the end after uh peacemakers picking up harcourt and they're all like limping away from the battle yeah yeah um <laughs> which we kind of talked about yeah you guys are fucking late i love that what yeah that was oh. yeah, and i like brilliant. i couldn't believe it when it showed him showing up i was like holy shit really they're letting james gunn do whatever the fuck he wants it was just and the I two thought- of them though I know, but I thought for sure it was going to stay with all of them in silhouette with just John Cena talking shit the way he was. And when when it flashes and he's got the two of them there, I was like, what the fuck? Right. Oh, and then it's also apparently uh, he was in a... You asked Mitch what his favorite part of the whole series was. Mine's Batmite. And then in the interview with Kevin (laughs) Smith, James Gunn says he was letting uh, Jim Lee read all the scripts. To make sure everything was kosher and cool and made sense, so let the, let the head editor of the universe make sure that yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Not, not not crossing any streams. So apparently, Jim Lee's like biggest note was like getting a hold of him after reading that script and being like, "So you're gonna wait? Like this? Does this make Batmite? Does this make Batmite like canon in the DCEU?" And James Gunn telling Kevin Smith, and he's laughing, telling it. He's like, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's the great part." There you go. So I love that he gets off on doing the things that we think are like little Easter eggs. And he's like, no, I have fucked them and signed that onto paper now. Now Bat might exist. They can't. 
they can't fix this until they cancel the whole fucking DCEU. They could always write it off as a rumor of something and, and then never substantiate it. If I mean, they wanted they ex- to take a, a shortcut out. He explains it exactly right. Uh, same with Kite Man, because Kevin Smith brought that up too. And James Gunn was just like, yeah, you know, like anything I could think of. And then apparently there's like a cartoon character that shows up on a shirt. It's also in Suicide Squad. Hmm. And Kevin Smith kind of jokingly is like, I see what you're doing there. Backdoor cartoon series. And James Gunn gets like a weird nervous laughter about him. Hmm. And Kevin Smith quickly changes the subject where you huh. can tell he's... He's like, oh, shit, I did. I was just joking. That's awesome. So maybe that's the other project. Who knows? Still, to get Momoa and Ezra Miller. I'm sure, they were glad like, to do it. Right. Wow. I think they, um, I read a, I read an article that said they just asked Momoa to come, and he was hanging out with Ezra Miller. So it's just like, can he come too? And it's like, uh, fuck, yeah, you can come. Whoa. Just yeah. hanging out with him? I bet they were on set at one of their they were, movies. They were fucking some fish. Because Flash is in post-production, right? So they might be doing reshoots. Oh, yeah, maybe because it's supposed to be Flashpoint, right? Yeah, but there could be like Justice League post-credit scenes, shit like that, where they'd both be there. And then they also just started production on uh, King of Atlantis or whatever, the second fucking Mm. Aquaman. I'm going to SeaWorld. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to address him fucking fish in the in the PG rated. They make a a joke about it in the movie. Uh, Yeah, dude, like somebody comes in to get him and he's in bed with just like a swordfish. (laughs) But like blankets akimbo the way they do it in G rated movies to show like, oh, those people boned. Oh my God. What did he say that? Because uh, there's also some hot gas that Peacemaker says about Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. About Brony. He dresses like a, a Brony uh, at, at conventions. Yeah. yeah. And I that's, think I'm, I don't know if that was a reference fun. to Stephen Amell or. I, I think it's probably just a fun. Another thing James Gunn was like, I'm making this canon. Like, if someone <laughs> wants to do a Green Arrow series, it's going to always be in people's mind. Like, it's canon in universe. He's a weird Brony pervert. They do, they do make reference to Peacemaker, just says a lot of shit. Uh, but some yeah, of it, that's some of it's backed up for sure. Well, that's why it was so much fun to see Barry be like, it's not a rumor. <laughs> Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's that's to, like with the wait so long for more fucking peacemaker oh dude it's probably gonna be a while you know because i mean he owes them another show he has a guardians film he's required to make and the holiday special the holiday specials in the can isn't it oh i didn't know i think it's already canned so but still i I imagine there's edits to be done on that and i know him and his team edit together he's weird like that what are you talking uh, about i stepped out for a second to get a drink just how busy james gunn is and how it's like who knows oh, yeah. when we're gonna get season two a peacemaker like I it know. could be it could be you know 18 months or longer off how long did it take to film well they did it during covid when everything mm. else was fucked so they were able to like pull it off and do it in his schedule when he should have been you know committed to marvel and other big big projects he was able that's what he was saying he was like during quarantine like i've like i decided during suicide squad i just wanted to work more with john cena he's amazing he was great and then i I think he's yeah so he's able to everybody was able to make this hole in their schedule because nothing else was going to do this small team shoot and then uh yeah but like mitch and i were just saying he owes a lot of 
shit to a lot of people right now. So who knows when he'll have time to set aside to do this. Mm. Well, I just saw a picture of Black Adam. Yeah, dude. It's 2022, though, you know? It's just Adam. They fucking, uh, they put that, um, <laughs> like, the World Needs Heroes trailer out where it had pictures of Black Adam and Hawkman and the Batman, of course. The new look at Aquaman. Huh. I haven't seen that either. Is that on HBO Max? Uh, no, I think it was just on YouTube. I'll drop, I'll drop it into the chat. Thank you. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, oh, they showed Doctor Fate mm-hmm. in that as well, because Doctor Fate's gonna be in Black Adam, right? I would assume. Oof, I hope so. Doctor Fate fucks, dude. That guy's gonna rip shit up. I'm I mean, so I would, excited. I would assume who else can you use to take him down other than Shazam or, or uh, you know Captain Marvel or Superman. So you need Dr. Fate. You need that magic. Well, isn't Superman weak against magic? Exactly. But my point being that Black Adam is just his strength. And this is a prequel, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This takes place in like Egypt. I don't know when it takes place. I thought I'm fairly confident this is a prequel. This is the telling of the story because they show that he's already fallen. All right. Yeah, because Black Adam is is Shazam. And Shazam sets up the next villain in Shazam 2 to be uh dr worm oh. in the post credit that yes. you see the oh, a little yeah, worm in the window so it's so good yeah. voiced by curtis armstrong from revenge of the nerds booger, booger. yeah nice he was also in uh one of john cusack's fan uh best movies better off dead i don't know if you guys have seen that movie but if not you would love that movie sounds familiar oh yeah better off dead is uh john cusack and curtis armstrong go to high school together and they're sitting on a mountain it's like a uh, a hapless guy who falls in love with this french exchange student but there's the town's really weird it's like a savage steve holland film if you know who he is and curtis armstrong he's snorting snow off the top of the mountain while John Cusack's looking down and he goes, Lane, I've been going to high school for seven years. I'm no dummy, right? He starts off with that. He's just a really (laughs) funny character. And that, yeah, I can't speak enough about that movie. It's, it's the old eighties films, like old eighties before your times. Yeah. I think I've I've caught pieces of this on like cable back in the day before DVRs. What's the plot of better off dead. I'm uh, confusing it with two movies right now. I'm confusing it with drop dead Fred and dead man on campus. (laughs) Neither of which it is Uh, better off dead is John Cusack plays this guy called Lane Meyer. And it's a comedy. It's a weird comedy. And it has, um, it, it's this, there's like this uh, paper delivery boy who comes by and he's like $2. And he's like, oh, I don't got a dime on me. And the kids, I didn't ask for a dime. Puts out a switchblade uh, comb, <laughs> starts brushing his hair. <laughs> it's just a weird comedy. Uh, and it has, it has uh, so many quotable lines. Seriously, if you do anything else or nothing else, you should check out this film for me and see if, if I am corrected. That it holds a funny up. Film. Better off dead. Okay. I'll rewatch it. It's got to be on something. Yes. It's got to be on something. It's got that's Vincent of- Chiavelli. Uh, oh, that's it. He breaks up with his girlfriend, who's like the most popular, like 
Scotty isn't Scotty doesn't know type shit, but from the early yeah. 80s, um, he has like this really sexy girlfriend who's way beyond him. And he's just trying to get over her. And then all these things in this town are basically a spy, like conspiring against him, it feels like. And uh, he has this French exchange student that's staying at a neighbor's house. And the guy, Ricky, is this nerdy dude. What's his name? But he, Dan Schneider. I don't know if you, you all remember Dan Schneider. The guy that sounds like, really familiar. The guy that like was a perv on all that and stuff. Maybe. Let me see. Oh man, he's another like 80s kind of guy. Head of the class. He was on head of the class. He was the heavy set guy. Okay, yeah. No, I think I'm better off dead. Look it up. Better off dead. Um, you know a movie I watched lately. What's oh, it? sorry, I don't mean to change the subject. Please do. Uh I watch and I think Jake watches too, but I watched The King's Man. Oh, I, I did. The uh the prequel to the Kingsman movies. And man, I fucking liked it. It, I liked it's, it very, too. it's very slow going um but it did uh <laughs> it did get going at 41 minute mark you were not uh wrong interested jay yeah all of a sudden it's just action-packed but then like there's like two more lulls in the story where it just gets very much less action-packed mm. and then but the fights are fucking nuts and then the way it's like connected to the rest of the universe seems very uh tenuous ter- yeah tenuous tertiary uh yeah for forced um i was trying to look for all these links to the greater kingsman universe the only thing i could come up with was uh when woodrow wilson yells at his butler and wants some statesman whiskey yeah uh that's that's uh linked to the second movie because the statesmen are like the american version of the kingsman right um but they started after the kingsman they're a branch right um but then i was all because there's a part where um the son switches place with that dude named archie yeah and i thought archie was um michael kane's character in the original i was like oh shit he's the original like he grows up to become king arthur or whatever takes that code name over but it wasn't he, he that guy's name is chester not archie and i was like i knew it was kind of a weird fucking <laughs> one of those weird names you know limey hmm. limey yeah yeah it's it's very it seems like somebody came up with a really dope story that was just enough similar to a kingsman movie that they were like all right we got to adapt this a little bit to make it a kingsman movie we're gonna we're gonna buy this story kid yeah i mean it, it was uh it was it's basic it's a really good movie i thought it's yeah, uh, Rasputin rocks Rasputin was played by Risa Fons, the guy who plays the lizard in the amazing spider-man movies mm, i like that which guy. you would never have known it was him because he looks super different he's a super big creep in that movie too yeah but totally different creep right uh the the lady's awesome the Polly. dude yeah the dude from wakanda kicks ass jimin hansu yeah the kid dude i i mean that scene where that fucking soldier oh handles, yeah Matt, handles that shit. spoilers no go ahead okay yeah Dude, I, okay, go ahead, Jake. Tell me this scene. Man, the kid. So the spoilers all around. If you're gonna watch this movie, this when's this episode come out? Two weeks? No, yeah, we still got. We're at a week. The last week when we said a week, that's scheduled to come out Thursday. But I could change it to tomorrow. No, 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 no. I was just asking to make sure I wasn't like gonna go way too spoilery we're on at the a movie week. that just became. Okay, then we're fine as long as it's this isn't the episode coming out like in a couple of days. Nope. 
Nah. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, then fuck y'all. We're giving spoilers. So the Kingsman, his wife dies. Not they, not even the Kingsman yet, but this dude's wife dies in front of him and his kid while they're on a Red Cross trip. He's the Duke of Oxford, and the he Duke works of close Oxford. with King George the Fifth. The bit where that guy plays all three of them is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, dude, I had to look that up because, well, first of all, I had to look up. I was like, was Tsar Nicholas and Kaiser Wilhelm and King George the Fifth were they all really? first cousins in real life yeah. turns out yeah yeah they were yeah. oh no um, the, the, the history aspect of all this and rasputin is very accurate all the right. all the european leaders they were all related they were like cousins stuff yep so and they, made, the, they talked about kaiser wilhelm's little like this my strong he, hand yeah his, his dinky potato stir yeah um th- that part uh i didn't i had to look it up i was like that that guy plays all fucking three of them yeah i thought that was a hilarious bit like i was laughing at it pretty early on when they were showing them like this is hilarious these inbred people and they're just letting one guy play all three of them because they all look the same that's brilliant uh but anyway yeah so the 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 mom dies the guy's promising the wife as she dies that she'll he'll never let the son see war so then like the kid's older he's you know a teenager still he's not old enough to join up and he wants to join up the dad keeps keeping him out and then finally he's old enough and uh the dad's already let him in on the secret the duke is like seen as a pacifist because when he was in the war he killed a bunch of guys and he's got ptsd really bad but on the dl they're already being the kingsman basically and he has a network of house workers and butlers and anyone in that kind of service work is relaying messages with all these dope little spy tools and stuff that you see in montages and shots and basically uh, they have anyone who's in proximity in a like a service role to anyone in power is part of their network so like they show the maid like unscrewing the teapot and there's a fucking little recorder in there yeah jazz like that uh you know uh somebody recording stuff and then attaching it to a pigeon to send it back to headquarters because it's old timey as fuck it's world war one oh, yeah world war one um yeah so basically they they gotta prove the zimmerman telegram is real which is i i did a lot of research on i mean i should know this because i do <laughs> like history but also zimmerman, real yeah also real yep um but they're trying to get the u.s to in, uh get into the war to save britain's ass Right. Yes, because Russia pulled out under the direction of Rasputin. Zemo. Well, yeah, but in the real world, Rasputin. Right. Uh, but Zemo, the dude who plays Zemo, is in this movie, Matt, and he's he's great. Oh yeah, yeah I like he, that guy. He plays Zemo. He, he, oh, he, he fucking basically does play Zemo. Yeah, he plays <laughs> Zemo with a more comics accurate outfit than what he had in Captain America. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, but so the kid goes to war and basically king george tells the duke of oxford like look you know i will look out for your boy i won't let him see active duty so the the kid switches place with another kid and sends that kid back to the duke to deliver a message being like i'm in this war father like i know my duty you can't stop me but he sends back this real Irish fuck or Scottish fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, by the way. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Archie was played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, weird, like another MCU connect. Quicksilver. Uh, yep. You didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> the but so they 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 get the proof of the what? It's not the telegram. Oh yeah, they get the proof it of is. the telegram. But they accidentally shoot the fucking messenger who was a he was dressed in the German outfit, but he's waving the Union Jack. And they all these people ice him because they think he's uh, like a suicide bomber or whatever. So they have to go retreat his body and his entire platoon gets just like wasted and he fucks shit up in this fight with a knife and a bunch of stuff like a hammer and then he gets the guy he falls into a ditch with the guy who's got his leg blown off yeah it turns out he didn't die the the spy (laughs) he fucking lived (laughs) forever will make me giggle yeah he got the fucking (laughs) he had the message so the son, he puts him on his back and he, he gets him all the way back to the trench, but they get exploded and the guy dies. And basically the dude's like, I got this. Uh, or they ask, he's like, soldier, what's your name? And he gives the fake name of the guy he switched places with. Mm-hmm. And one of the other guys is like, oh, Archie, he's my friend. And you're not Archie. Are you a fucking German spy? And just ices him. And he's holding, well, he's holding up this, packet that's the german skull and bones oh wow that's that's got the secret message in it he doesn't have time to explain himself and this guy just fucking rips up his rifle and blasts his brain out but it's after he carries this one-legged man through like the harshest gunfire i've seen on video since like saving private ryan yeah dude matthew vaughn goes hard yeah he runs his ass off with this dude. And then, yeah, to just see him get smoked right after you're like, he fucking made it. That's dope. So he's going to go home now. He's going to figure his shit out. And then he just gets smoked. And there's really no fucking reason for it in the story other than it's like, gotcha. Yeah, dude, I was gen- genuinely shocked when they the son died. There's no fucking storytelling reason for it. I I don't know. To give Ray F- or Ralph finds the... Uh, permission to he, kill he realizes that pacifism is for pussies or whatever it is rafe isn't it rafe finds i think they're two different guys there's ray finds r-a-y and then there's ralph no it's rafe rafe what R-A-L-F-F. His, yeah his name spelled all fucked up and he pronounces it like a goof turd i'm pretty sure um i think it's r-a-i-p-h it's r-a-l-l-r-a-l-p-h but it's not pronounced ralph i'm i'm pretty sure because i looked it up once because i remember having this conversation not with you yeah rafe fine rafe nathaniel twistleton wickingham fiend fines fiends yeah rafe mr feeny (laughs) topanga the the guy who played rasputin he was also in the movie the replacements he was the kicker oh okay he's danny deck chair yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the character of Rasputin. I was always intrigued by him as a kid because supposedly he stopped the hemophilia of the Tsar's son, uh, Alexei, I think yep. it was. That, that bit's in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, they do. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, they do a bit about him. Uh, building up his tolerance to poison too All right. mm-hmm. which which he also really did yeah he was they, they killed him six ways before they were finally satisfied yeah <laughs> yeah they show that too 
where awesome. they they have a fight against him and then you think it's dead and then he just kind of fucking like gets back up like Undertaker style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all fucked up on opium. <laughs> I'm down. I'll have yeah, to watch dude. this movie. You have to shoot yeah, me dude, between the uh, eyes. If you like the uh if you like the Kingsman movies, I don't know. This would be I think I've seen maybe one, maybe parts of one. Oh it's, dude, well they're yeah. funny and fun. But this one I think I would have enjoyed it more if I just wasn't trying to put together where it fit in the whole right. time I was watching it. So I think like if anything, you knowing that it's not really that much of a kingsman movie till like the last 45 seconds means that you would you wouldn't be looking for clues the whole time and you could enjoy the sweet little romp through history they're doing the post credit scene is shenanigans what do you think mitch (laughs) (laughs) it was spoiled for me on twitter and when you were talking about how you were almost done, I was like, dude, watch this fucking post credit scene and then tell me about how much shit you have in your pants after you see it. It's so silly. I don't even know if I want to spoil it for Matt. I don't want to, but I want him to know it's silly as fuck and possibly right. offensive. <laughs> possibly? I mean, yeah, if they do him as the next big villain, that is a wild <laughs> taking they're about to go into that's mel brooks territory dude it's weird because the from what i understood they were doing it's the story of eggsy and harry hart so eggsy he becomes a kingsman and then harry gets killed at the end of the first one and then he comes back at the in the second one and then they they fight they meet the statesman and then this was supposed to go back and kind of show how the kingsman began and then they were going to continue and finalize the trilogy of Eggsy and uh and Harry in the in a basically go back to the future not like they're not time traveling but like I know it doesn't doesn't continue the World War One era story well maybe the next film doesn't but I think this just set it up to where they can keep making movies in the universe once Eggsy's out because I think they're going to lose he's one of the main contenders for uh Wolverine really yeah it's him and that it's him, Scott Eastwood, and the guy from Letterkenny is like apparently who the studio is really considering. But Egerton nice. probably size wise is the best choice. Oh, yeah, Johnny man. and Sing. Yeah, yeah he, dude, I saw Elton Sing John too. In uh, so good, Elton John. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, Rocket Man. Yeah, Rocket Man. Dude, I just fucking looked this up. I didn't know Ralph Fiennes and Ray Fiennes was the fucking same person. Yes, Rafe. Rafe, 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 yeah, Rafe, 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 Rafe Al Ghul and Cowboy Elephant. We should make shirts. <laughs> Rafe Al Ghul and a Cowboy Elephant. Well, yeah, Matt, you should watch this uh, story because even if you don't have a good working knowledge of what the Kingsman is, what Jake is getting at is there's no need for you to be like, oh, that connects to this and that connects to that. Because it doesn't. I know what it, it is. I know what it is, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know what I'd be watching. And I'm yeah, into that yeah. kind of stuff. It looks fun. I was going to say, if fun. anything, you'd probably enjoy this one more than the one that's big punchline is a butt fuck humor joke it was one with uh sam jackson i saw parts of as well that's yeah. the first one uh, yeah, and the then the second one. one has mando in it pedro pascal i don't see that God, one. that's probably the that least one. i've ever liked sam jackson in anything yeah i 
that, I might that agree choice with that sucked. statement. I would agree that, with that. That like lift thing he's doing, like that's it wears the fuck out of you. He had too much dialogue for him to make that crazy of a choice. I would I would agree. I would agree. I wonder how others feel about that and if they could people, let us know. People fucking hated it. Because <laughs> like yourself. yeah, the director defended himself and was like, "That was a Samuel Jackson choice." And then they asked Samuel Jackson, he was like, "Yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, <laughs> <laughs> but you always get paid." <laughs> yeah, like I don't fucking care. I was gonna die in it. Don't worry about it. If the movie, if you like the movie and hated my character, then you'll enjoy the ones that are, they're gonna keep doing without me. That's great. Oh, he thought it was White Boy Day. I like that line. Ooh, Kingsman the Blue Blood will come out in 2023. That wasn't him. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude, that see, that sounds like a play on the guy who showed up at the end of the last movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt, we're not going to spoil it. You please just watch this movie if you have time. And wait until the end credit scene. And right. me and Jake are going to wait in the chat until you are like <laughs> holy fucking guacamole okay yeah you what a bold choice dead and i'll watch that sounds uh, like a plan I, I have a movie recommendation then oh yes i watched i watched hbo i believe hbo mac no prime amazon prime's valentine's day offering with charlie day and oh man my brain is gone mitch i need you what charlie day's in a valentine's day thing yeah he did amazon's romantic comedy this year it's charlie day and uh, uh a comedian that i love oh my god jenny slate it's jenny slate and charlie day and they play people that just got broken up with and they called i want you back yeah and they run into each other and they hatch like a very uh jane silent bob wiley coyote-esque plan to destroy both of their partners ex-partners new relationships and get them back and it is pretty funny and uh i enjoyed it way more than i thought i would enjoy a romantic comedy it was just, it was pretty good. Charlie Day's a riot. Looks like he produces a bunch. Charlie Day? Yeah. Yeah, he's got that. We have the longest running cable comedy of all time money. Yeah, plus he was in Pacific Rim. Both of them. I'm looking yeah. At them. And Hotel Artemis bosses. was pretty good. Both of them. Both. Yeah. Was that pretty... a Thomas Jane reference to when oh. the Punisher looks, when John Travolta looks at Thomas Jane Punisher and he's like, you killed my son. And then in the background, you just hear, and then Thomas Jane looks at fucking John Travolta and goes, both of them. And not not on purpose, though. He was good in that uh, (laughs) Terrible Bosses. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, Sudeikis. Yep. Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston. And uh, Jason Bateman. Jason. And uh, what's that guy? um, Jamie Foxx. No, he no. Played mo- uh, he played motherfucking yeah. Jones. I just so say. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is pretty fun. Who's Spacey? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And then there's a second one, too, that I have not seen, but is available somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Nice. So much to watch. So much. Oh, Resi- Resident Alien. Yes. With uh, Either one of you fucking watched it yet. I gave Mitch all my passwords so he would watch it. No, I just haven't gotten to it. Okay. There's so much to watch and so the little se- time. The second agree. season's so good. I feel like it's the most two dick you get. It's just two full dicks. blown, dude. It's three dicks. It's quad dicks. There's so <laughs> much two dick going on. It's a lot of dick, dick, and, dick, and, dick, 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 dick. And the story, it's the Millennium keeps... Falcon gun, but with dicks. 
yeah the story keeps making kinks and curves that like i'm not seeing like the second you think it's getting tropey the writers pull a move on your ass mm. it's a really great alien comedy series hot damn is it uncensored on the app uh, or you know when you watch it on sci-fi obviously it's got network standards and whatnot uh i think most of the times they're gonna curse it's usually like a site or an audio gag okay but they say like shit and bitch and asshole they say you're an asshole harry a lot on that show because mm. he's very weird and an alien who does not understand he's very funny him arguing with children is the best part of the show all right Tudor. i think he's great yeah and it takes place place in patience colorado patience colorado not real mitch you i don't have no have to idea Google where it. that is it's not real not real it's, it's, not think real. it's kind of west a little bit south <laughs> western above, southern above canyon city ish that would seem right on the show like a mountain town like buena vista or something yeah it's right next to where you guys ate those mountains of hamburgers <laughs> oh god dude i could go back that shit was good mountains of hamburgers we got to go back to pick up our t-shirts i'm excited hell yeah uh well is it about that time man it is that time okay cool so if you want to write it into the show you can send us an email broadcastgeeks at gmail you can write us on twitter at broadcastgeeks at gmail dot oh fuck all right you can write us an email at broadcastgeeks at uh, gmail.com you can like us on facebook you can send us a tweet at broadcastgeeks you can send us an instagram at broadcast underscore geeks and uh as of this couple days ago we have a subreddit i started a subreddit for broadcast geeks i don't know why i don't know how to fucking use reddit we have r slash broadcast geeks available to us Hell yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, I just was well, trying to do something to generate some buzz. I'm buzzing, it. baby. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Let's take it. Let's take over I, Reddit. It'll be our, it'll be. I don't know thing. what to do. I, I can't handle it. If some <laughs> fucking little asshole kid is mean to us on Reddit, it will destroy my life. Um, or your night. Because I, I will go full Jay and Silent Bob and be like, you are the ones who are the ball lickers. <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out on our subreddit, Podcast Geeks. And you can also subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And uh, yeah, come uh, say write some stuff into us because, you know, basically we just have a, a block of episodes where we're like, hey, did you watch The Righteous Gemstones? Did you watch the fucking... Uh, which we'll have to talk about next week because we're out of time. But, uh, you know, we, we watch through the thing and then we kind of move on, which I guess is kind of the idea. I'm bad, but, but uh, we'll leave you with this. Excelsior! Excelsior.